0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
2: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com
1: slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash
2: ACAST. Code ACAST.
1: The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app.
0: The new United Gateway Card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit UnitedGatewayCard.com to apply. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay chico pit Mister Three Hundred Five. Better said, Mister Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm i believe that to have success you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you you know the biggest risk you take is not taking one it's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money especially when it comes to insurance state farm offers surprisingly great rates they have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage all this is backed up by award-winning easy to use technology it's a great price with an even greater service When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash YUM for details.
1: So this past week on SmackDown Live, General Manager Paige mentioned Samoa Joe just kind of hanging outside AJ Styles' home as one of the most despicable crimes in WWE history. Well... Mm -hmm. We here at Top 5 would beg to differ. Welcome to Top 5, the weekly podcast where we go over assorted topics in wrestling culture and lore in this week's episode, and one that I am very excited about, kayfabe crime. I am your host, Pro Wrestling Cheats, James McKenna, and with me as always, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin, how the hell are you?
3: You know, I'm doing great. I'm ready to crack the, the uh, case on some of these crimes.
1: We're we're, uh, these we're going. Are, these,
3: to, are, these are some cold cases, and I'm here to solve. I'm here to solve them.
1: If we had any sort of like decent, I don't. Can we use the done done without uh, Whoa, getting on. sued? Is I'm, that, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I'm way ahead of you. Uh, oh, is is something gonna play? Is it gonna hold on? Hold on. Kevin's s <laughs> Oh, there we go. And now we get. And now we get sued, and everything's fine. But no, kayfabe Prime. Uh For those not familiar with the term kayfabe, I mean it in it exists in wrestling. That's why it exists. I'm not talking – obviously, there are people who have, like, murdered their families. We're not talking about them. No,
3: no, no. We, we shouldn't. We do, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's, no, 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 no. That wasn't no, no, a storyline. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it.
1: That's not a storyline. We're going to be talking about things that happen in storylines. But that <laughs> Sometimes. Way, But that were legitimate crimes, and they confused me for funsies. Uh, Confused me very much. I mean, some were for funsies.
3: You all, you all all take a little giggle time whenever they talk about Dean Ambrose. You know, getting arrested in Mexico—it's like giggles.
1: (laughs) You know, anytime Dean, any one of the five hundred times Dean Ambrose has stolen a vehicle. (laughs) From the town, he's. How many times are the shield going to get away with stealing an ambulance or a police car from the town they are in? Oh, there, there, there go them old, old shield brothers at it again. Every time they're somewhere and they have to deal with the police, they somehow get control of a government vehicle, which would be like a felony. And they just
3: surprised that that we all like just forgot that all their last names are Duke. Like, like, it just slipped all our Who minds. Knew?
1: Who knew? Uh, but I, I want to dive right into this list because I feel <laughs> like we are going to freak out. Or, uh, sorry, I'm going to freak out about a bunch of these. And I need the appropriate amount of time to expand on said subjects because there's a lot to unpack. There's so much to unpack with these. In you know, doing I'm, the I'm, research I'm, over the past few days, I just kept staring at it being like, what the fuck is happening? Why? Why are these now, things
3: existing? Now, Jameson, I will say that uh, I I was uh, I was really going to just throw a curveball at you and just be a little wacky guy at the beginning of this episode by uh, mentioning, I was going to be like, yeah, here we are for our top five Dick Wolf uh, mentions uh, on this Dick Wolf podcast. And we're, I was going to say that SVU is not going to be number one, uh, but um, – here we are. we we somehow you brought in Dick Wolf up into the conversation. I mean, if we want to make decided, this
1: a Dick Wolf podcast, I'm all for it. This is I
3: watch I watch all Dick Wolf programming. The new show FBI, A plus.
1: Uh, I mean, it would be. You see, the problem is, if you ask me to do a ranking of SVU episodes of all time, I would only talk about the Jennifer Love Hewitt one because that episode oh, that is mean- perfection.
3: I think a lot of mine would, would be uh, just uh, anytime Ludacris is on the show, which I think takes up five episodes.
1: Lute, Lute is great. Don't get me wrong. But the Jennifer, the Jennifer Love Hewitt episode is one episode and it has everything.
3: <laughs> but, but, you know,
1: they have to go to Los Angeles and Skeet Ul- they have to go to Los Angeles and Skeet Ulrich gets involved for no reason. <laughs> it's a fucking fantastic episode. But
3: do we even did you even introduce your damn self?
1: Yeah, all right. I did. You need to keep right. up. This is. Oh, I I, I,
3: I'm too excited about this list.
1: I am running this train, and you are just you de- derailing it, derailing it, sir. You Dick Wolf, and asking if I introduced us. Oh man! But I, each episode, understand. do I ask you how you are? You do. And what happens before I end, I do that?
3: You introduce us. I
1: introduce us. Look at that. This is what I'm proving Fine. my merit and worth. But,
3: I feel like one I feel like one of those people have like a at a wrestling event that's like, you didn't ring the bell, which of course they rang the bell. Come on.
1: And even if they didn't, does it matter? It really doesn't. <laughs> You're here anyways. It's all fine. We're gonna we'll talk about social media at the end. You won't follow us on Twitter. Maybe you will. No, I don't know. No, Say no, hi. No. You won't. Either way, going into the list, I, I want to get into this because like I said, there's a lot to unpack. Uh, and we're gonna start with number five. Uh, which is, I feel like, a great way to start. Um, and we're going to go all the way back to 1999, uh, the 12th SmackDown ever, ever. This is great. Uh, the Raw before this SmackDown, um, it was made known that the Big Show's father had died. He didn't actually die, but, you know, no. for storyline purposes, he did. Uh, he done thing- bad. The big show, uh, wrote uh, big sorry, not big show, big boss man wrote big show a poem, uh, that was not very nice. It was mainly like, I'm glad your father died of cancer.
3: Lots <laughs> of cackling, lots of like southern cackling to go along with that.
1: Lots of southern, it was real insane. Um, but this isn't about that. That's not a crime. You don't get arrested for writing poems,
3: you <clears> should. <throat> What you should... That's your problem. You should get arrested.
1: No, no, no. I mean, people get to write... I mean, I didn't yell at Lars von Trier for Antichrist, so after that, whatever, people get to do what they want. <laughs> um, but you don't get arrested for that. What you do get arrested for is showing up to someone's funeral and stealing the casket. And that is at number five. Um, Smackdown, if you want to go back, it's November, uh, Smackdown from November eleventh, nineteen 1999. Uh, there is a funeral that is being there. They're at a graveyard. Big Show is clad only in leather for some odd reason. Uh,
3: so much leather, leather, all the leather. So much for this funeral.
1: There's a giant leather jacket, there's leather pants. He is mm-hmm. looking like a really badass renegade. That's a Lorenzo Llamas reference for the 90s, if anyone like,
3: like, like looks like the renegade, <laughs> it's, looks it's like insane.
1: the renegade. Um, He's giving a really horrible eulogy. Like, it's really like, Dad... It, the eulogy was along the lines of, like, Dad, you were good. And that was, like, the <laughs> summation. It uh, was like
3: Lance Storm wrote it for
1: him or something. Uh, this is all going fine and dandy until the big boss man rolls up in a Blue, Blues Brothers-esque megaphone police car. It It's something that needs to be seen to be believed because you say Blues Brothers-esque and you get the envision of uh, Ackroyd and Belushi's police car uh, with the giant megaphone on top, and you're like, "Oh, it looks like that." It couldn't have looked like that, though. That would be insane. No, that oh, no. it looked
3: like that. Like it. it looked just like it.
1: It was that. It was. It may have just banana. It could have been. It really might have been. Um, the big boss man shows up. And just starts screaming over this megaphone about how he's glad Big Boss Man's father has died. I'm,
3: big shows. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. glad your dad's daddy's dead. Like, like
1: just like really dumb daddy. like I mean, that. Yeah. Um, the Big Show obviously upset. Uh, proceeds to like saw so- like a first off remove his leather jacket, which I have to say I was kind of fascinated that he wasn't wearing a leather shirt. Uh, that I felt would have completed yeah. it in the completely. Uh, he saunters up to this vehicle, proceeds to, like, get on the hood for no reason.
3: And then thus becomes the shenanigans.
1: Uh, the shenanigans become afoot. Big Boss Man slams on the gas. Big Show falls off the vehicle. The entire funeral party need to check up on Big Show at this point. Too many big people. I don't like all the big names. It's confusing. Uh Big Boss Man uh, pulls the police car up to the casket, gets out. Proceeds to scream. I know your dad always wanted to be a drag drag queen. I'm going to make him a drag queen while chaining the casket up to the police car.
3: It's just uh, these oh,
1: are like. Here's the thing, like being disorderly in public, public nuisance, whatever you want to call it, or you know, interrupting a funeral. You could get a let off with warnings. As soon as you break out a chain from your vehicle and chain a casket to it, this is where the police should be involved. Which is horrifying because Big Boss Man is—he's the police.
3: Man He's point. the police. This is just another case of just a just a man with power just just overstepping his boundaries.
1: Big this Bo- is what's happened? Big Boss Man is a former member of the police. He is all well. I, at this point, I'm kind of confused as to what he was, because we'll get in a... spoiler I alert. Sure
3: I'm pretty sure he's chief of police at this point.
1: Spoiler alert. This is not nearly the last fucking time we're talking about Big Boss Man on this so episode. So wild. This so wild. Is the most wild and out Big Boss Man podcast you're gonna listen to in a long time. <laughs> I'm gonna go over a lot of Ray Trailer stuff. You buckle the fuck up. Uh but yeah, like, it was just... He gets, he, he gets his comeuppance. He gets his comeuppance. Kind of. Well, and here's the thing. It's not technically comeuppance. Uh, we're we're going to get into that. We're going to get into it. Um, but the fun part to all this is the payoff to this fucking shenanigans is this is all before Survivor Series of 1999, uh, in which it just ended up being a one-on-four Survivor Series match between Big Show Bossman, Midian, and I, two other guys. I forget who they were. I really don't care. Uh, which the big show won. That was. And then the big show faced off with Big Bossman at Armageddon the month after for the WWE title. And he won. And that was the end of that. Like the he entire a, 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 the entire boil down to this, to literally stealing a corpse, was well, Big Bossman lost a title match. And well, that was, will, he,
3: will he overcome the. The, the sacrilege to his daddy by by winning these matches? Hell yeah, he will.
1: Which, I can't... Just the thought of... I mean, obviously, there's been... There's been... A lot of people talk about crimes in WWE that have been committed over the years. And there's a lot of talk about, like... going go into dark subjects, but, like, there's a lot of talk about rape. But typically, WWE is, like... They toe the line pretty well on that. Of just like it, you know, we bring up the whole Kane and Lita thing, and yes, super cringy and pretty rapey. but at the same time, Lita, like they even had Lita say out loud, "I did it to protect you, Matt," and it was like, okay, like at least <sighs> she kind of knew what was I, up. I don't
3: like
1: it. Like this I don't like it. I don't like this guy. But we're you know, if we're talking about kayfabe crimes, we got to bring it up because people are going to complain about it. Um. You even go into the Katie Vick thing, and like they acknowledge they're like, Ew. "Oh, it's a joke thing," and oh, there was mannequins. Like
3: talking about it.
1: But it was the Katie Vick thing wasn't actually like they did not kayfabe it, it as an actual corpse. It was a joke.
3: The 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 entire company is run by two people that are real life married. That their marriage started from him j- drugging her. And then it's dri- it's well, well, but, dri- but but
1: but of, but here's the thing again why that's not on here that in kayfabe, if we are going off kayfabe, that was a plot so no actual crime was committed that was I don't just like a, it. that was just a conspiracy we if we're going to be talking that's a crime no it's not conspiracy that's, is not a crime that's got to be a crime it's not. oh sorry just duping people Oh, drugging just, somebody drugging somebody? No, he didn't drug her. It was revealed to be an inside plot between him and Stephanie. So,
3: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Come on, Fine, do your research. Yeah. If we're talking about kayfabe crime, we're going to get it right. This is what I'm here for.
3: Oh, I'm sorry about the, that. I'm not getting the accuracies of, of these kayfabe crimes. My bad.
1: Yeah, hey, hey, if we're doing top five, I'm going to get the accurate top five <laughs> here. I ain't going to be adding crimes that are not actual crimes. I don't need Stabler coming after me. Yelling about who I put on this list. Um, No, but uh, people talk a lot about these, you know, these crimes that happen that are not actual crimes. That being said, uh, taking a police car to a funeral and then dragging a casket away, I feel that's pretty heavy. So, uh, number five on this list, uh, big boss man. Uh, disorderly conduct, desecration of a corpse. I feel like that's appropriate. I'm yeah, sure I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm sure. Like theft is on there too, but I don't think kidnapping <laughs> counts at that point. But theft? Would that? I
3: guess? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, he stole at, least, at the very least he stole the casket.
1: How does that work if someone dies? It's not kidnapping like would, like if you stole someone like someone died and you took the body would that be kidnapping or theft i would I would say it's theft at that point
3: I, no I, that seems too light man
1: it seems too light but what else do you call it i don't like, i don't know
3: abduction sort of
1: abduction of what the person's not i'm just saying i I would call it theft. I'm gonna add theft to his his rap sheet right now, <laughs> big boss man. Disorderly uh, conduct, desecration of a corpse, theft. <laughs> I mean, he also and, uh, stole, he stole the casket too, so that that technically is theft.
3: That's what I'm saying. Those are but expensive uh,
1: as hell too. So yeah,
3: um, I, I, I will. I, I will say that uh, this is the one, one, uh, one, uh part on the list where you could add. Um, and you can uh, put that over it and uh, it'll be it'll work perfectly i think it's the only one on the list you could do that
1: probably the benny hill music would go well with it uh by the way uh being the 12th smack of uh 12th smackdown of all time this is also the one that had arnold schwarzenegger on it who did a great punch dodge for triple h and then beat the shit out of him Fantastic. yeah good
3: dodge, good dodge
1: that was a real good dodge and punch move on him. I would argue the best in like guest celebrity mm-hmm. history. One would argue uh, maybe that Hugh
3: Jackman has got a good punch.
1: I the- Hugh Jackman has a good punch, if only because people were legitimately like, "Oh, did he break Ziggler's jaw?" And right, I was right. Like, okay, this is the first time in history someone be- like people <laughs> believed that he hit someone. So I was like, "That's fucking great." Um, you know what?
3: This this just brings us to what.
1: Number four. number four. So once again, number five: uh, big boss man, disorderly conduct, desecration of a corpse, theft of body and casket. I. That's that's uh, what we're gonna
3: call it. Sh- there's a lot of shaking that's going on there, but all right.
1: <laughs> so um, you're gonna sense a theme here because we're at number four, and guess what? We're still in our time ca- uh, time machine because we're in 1999 again. What? Ah, things
3: were things were happening back in '99, guys. This was a year the millennium, ever. the millennium was coming. People were like, "Oh, what do we do if 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 the world if ever turns everything, you know, the banks crash if the internet shuts down? What do we do? Well, let's just let's just fake murder people all in one year."
1: So. With this one, uh, this is maybe the most well-known one on this list. Uh, Actually, no, what am I saying? It is the most well-known one on this list. Because they had to remove Austin from TV for a while. And in doing so, uh, they thought the best way of taking care of it was at the Survivor Series in November of 1999.
3: Is accumulating uh, uh, just... Always ended up in the Survivor Series. Is that, like, is, that, is that what's happening here?
1: So much shit ended up at Survivor Series. It was insane. Um and, and we're gonna get this is gonna kind of tie into the last one as well, because we'll go into that a little bit too. Sure will. Um but off of that, uh Stone Cold's giving an interview, Triple H interrupts. Uh Stone Cold, for whatever reason, chases him throughout an entire arena. Just goes uh, he ends up in the parking lot. Uh, WWE then cuts away to a very ominous shot of a car in the distance with the headlights on. Uh, at this point, you kind of know what's happening. Uh, the car bursts through a gate and uh, fucking Austin goes over the hood. He's hit by this vehicle. Uh, and you find out So pretty much everyone's yelling. Vince is yelling at triple H saying he didn't do it. We'll get into that a little bit more. uh, (laughs) And then off of there, we'll cut to just about – not a year later. How, how much later was that? Um, it was like six, was six a, months. Yeah, like six months, years. yeah, um, where you find out uh, Mick Foley is on the case for this, uh, of all people. You could hire cops. You could hire a private investigator no, Mick Foley, for whatever goddamn reason, is the only one who can blues clues his way into this fucking scenario.
3: I mean, he's got, he's got guns.
1: Bang, bang! Yeah, fuck you. I hate you so much. Uh, he's
3: like a... He's like, he's like a it, Dude Love is kind of like a Austin Powers. He's a detective.
1: But, the, essentially, it was The Rock's car. Everyone's like, oh, it's The Rock who hit him. The Rock's the one who rose to superstardom. <laughs> um, instead, Rikishi... Uh Mick Foley pretty much points to Rikishi as the one who did it, and Rikishi admits he has done this, he did it for The Rock. Uh, which he didn't actually do it for The Rock. They it's hard to say. No one knows the actual storyline behind it. All we know is Rikishi comes what? out. Rikishi but, comes out. Storyline in WWE? Well, no, it was a finished storyline.
3: I mean, but like where you don't really know why something happened. Well,
1: because Rikishi came out, was like, I did it for the rock, and was essentially like White people are the worst. Everything is miserable. Uh, I did it so you would become champion. And then people just kind of trashed that for a while. <laughs> uh, and then Rikishi out of nowhere was like, by the way, I had a co-conspirator. And the co-conspirator was Triple H. That's that's what it led to. Was just Rikishi and Triple H. And this dastardly plot to hit someone with a car.
3: Um I mean, it seems valid to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, number four. Is uh, Rikishi with, well, Rikishi with uh, attempted vehicular manslaughter and Triple H with a co conspiracy for murder? I don't know. How do you.
3: Triple H has done some shit, man.
1: He, not as much as people think, though. I feel like he's done a lot, but not like all of the shit that, like, in the Midwest is like, yeah, okay, this happens.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, good call.
1: Like, what has he done besides this? I, I'm literally trying to think of a time uh, throughout history with Triple H that he has done something that everyone's like, that was fucked up. Um, Is there one? Maybe, maybe I'm off.
3: He's uh, he's pillaged all the indies for their talent.
1: <laughs> I, he's hit people with sledgehammers. Any crime he's committed has been, like, kayfabe Britain off besides this one. Uh, and even still, it would probably be pretty hard to, besides him and Rikishi coming clean and being like, yeah, we tried to hit you with a car. Or we did hit you with a car, and I tried. That was on tape. We done did it. Uh, But yeah. And then essentially it was, Triple H was a co-conspirator and just led into that weird Armageddon six-man hell in a cell match where Rikishi fell into a truck filled with hay. That was that was the payoff to Rickey. <laughs> doing all that was falling off the top of Hell in a Cell into, into a truck filled with hay.
3: This these are weird Mad Libs. The nineties, the early two thousands, were just Mad Libs of wrestling.
1: Which, and honestly, it's a real. I forget what it was. It was some sort of shoot interview, but Rickey was talking about uh, needing to do that spot, and they had to convert the truck. Uh, and apparently, the truck was a lot smaller than originally intended, right, so his, I his them, yeah. landing zone was so weirdly small. Uh, but like I said, it was uh, this was actually going to tie into number five, weirdly enough, uh, because Austin got hit with the car. Uh, he was out of the title match at the end of the evening and was replaced with the Big Show <laughs> because Big Show won that weird four on one Survivor Series match. He got to be in a title match and he won the title. So, because of this, which you the, then
3: later defended against the big boss man,
1: big boss man, uh, which I somehow that all made sense in '99. Like, all of this, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I have to go back and rewatch only that year and every show from that year just to yeah, make mean, to, any let's sense. Be real. Of it.
3: Let's be real. Uh, this is this is gonna feel like we're reviewing '99. Is it not? Isn't that? Oh,
1: yeah, be, no, 100%. Review? This is the thing. People, you don't know. We're not done yet.
3: We're not <laughs> done is. yet.
1: But I, I here's the thing. I feel that's enough with number four because it's maybe – I don't know. I I like it. It deserves to be on this list, but one that does not need to be talked about over and over again because already a lot of talking has happened about it. Um, Many people have talked about the dumb Rikishi storyline. Uh, but for k Crimes, it's number four. Uh, Rikishi – Uh, And Triple H technically attempted manslaughter, attempted vehicular manslaughter. Words that you do not hear on WWE programming often. (laughs) Uh, Which you kind of would hear number three, but number three, uh, actually. So number three, there we go. Done, done. Uh, We'll just pivot to because it involves vehicles. But I listed this as attempted murder,
3: dude. (laughs) Watching this, watching this as an adult. You're just like, that's he. He tried murdering him. They, they've tried murdering this man several times on national TV as the good
1: guys. As the good guys. Well, so my favorite part about this so, where we're going with this, if you haven't figured it out yet, <laughs> I don't know if you have or haven't, uh, we're going back to last year. So, we're finally catching up to this decade.
3: This won't last for that much longer, guys. I'm just yeah,
1: saying. It won't. Uh, July of last year, the ill-fated pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire. Rest in peace. There is one of you, but never forget. What,
3: what a great pay-per-view that ended up being, though.
1: Uh, I really also loved how people just kept getting captions of, like, the – what would you call that? The, like, spinner text that goes around the arena? Uh-huh. Uh, But people kept getting screenshots of, like, uh, heads cutting off text, and it would say, eat balls. And it was great. Eat balls. But if you haven't figured it out, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in an ambulance match. Uh, First of all, I I need to remind everyone, Braun won this fucking match. Mm -hmm. This is the insane part to all of this, is they had Braun win the match. Roman fucked up. Uh, he ended up in the back of the vehicle. Braun was able to shut the doors quickly. Match is over. In most WWE stylings, that would be the end of it. Uh, in a generally in bad scenarios, uh, someone breaks out. Uh, they get their comeuppance. They get, get hit, you know, a time or two. They, a finishing move happens, and that's it. Not with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, there's a little bit more pomp and circumstance behind it. Uh, t- to which Roman I forget the exact sequence. Roman like spear. Did he just spear him? Was it just that?
3: Yeah, he just spears him. I-, I believe so.
1: He spears him. He locks Roman, not Roman Jesus. Uh, Roman locks Braun in the back of an ambulance. Uh, Roman then decides to take the ambulance for a spin to the backstage area.
3: Because of course, of course, why not?
1: Uh, he stops at a certain point. Uh, and then they get this real like Cape Fear esque shot of him like just staring in the rearview mirror, or a side view mirror. Sorry, uh, and, like he's spinning the wheels <laughs> back. <Yes. laughs> Kurt Angle's freaking the fuck out, just being like, "Roman, you should probably calm your tits a little bit." This, like
3: this is also the most like, out, like losing his mind, Kurt Angle that we've gotten the entire time that he's been back.
1: Kurt Angle just is losing his mind, fuddled. That dude is sitting there on his cell phone being like, the fuck is happening? It is great. He's like,
3: am I going to really lose my job over this? This, is, I, this yes, really Yes,
1: should, technically. Uh, Paige, again, Paige said, most dastardly thing in dastardly <laughs> crime in WWE history. Samoa Joe hung outside a house. Roman Reigns on Kurt Angle's watch, lost a match, then proceeded to beat up the guy who won the match, lock him in a car, and drive that car backwards at full speed into a truck. I label that attempted murder. Yeah. Would you? I don't think that's vehicular manslaughter because the guy was in the car and he intentionally crashed it. That's attempted yeah. murder right there. Correct. Attempted
3: murder for sure. With uh, I guess attempted murder with with a with a with a dangerous I mean, weapon. I don't know. Well, I,
1: I, I wish we had a cop on for this episode. I really. I mean, not that I want cops on the episode, but still,
2: <laughs> it's I, like it's kind of kinda, it.
1: this kind of feels like uh, there's this one amazing article where someone had like this doctor friend, and he made the doctor friend watch Home Alone one and two, and they're like, <laughs> "Hey, I need you to break down the injuries Marvin Harry would sustain throughout this, and if they would oh, survive." Oh, they're
3: they're dead. They're dead. By, before they're that, dead. They, halfway one, through that, they're dead.
1: Halfway through one, they're dead. Um, but this kind of feels like that. With like, what crimes are is this guy actually getting arrested for at this point, and how prosecutable is this? And I feel this one very prosecutable.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. I think that they. I don't know if the, the judge thinks like uh, the wrestling fans of WWE. They probably don't give a shit about what happens to Braun Strowman because um, if we're forgetting, Braun Strowman almost got crushed to death in a trash compactor. That's also something that happened to Braun Strowman.
1: But here's the thing. The rules that I give, um, not necessarily myself in these contexts, but in just general WWE, anything that takes place in the context of a match, even if the match is possibly like it could be over, but it's still technically going on, I consider that fair play. In WWE, anything up to actually killing someone is more or less fair play. As soon as that bell rings and the match is over, crimes are getting committed. That is crime right. territory right there.
3: I feel it's fair. I feel it's fair. That makes that makes it understandable for what's going on my entire life of watching this this programming.
1: It, it kind of makes sense at a certain point, right? Like, you just sit there and you're like, now it's a crime. This is an actual yeah. prosecutable crime. If it happens in between, the, like the trash compactor thing, bad, but happened in the match. Ooh,
3: so it's it's we're, fair play, fair play, fair play Fair
1: play to me hey, You know, you're stupid enough to get near a garbage truck During a WWE match and that's funny.
3: That's, <laughs> How dare you, you
1: idiot Yeah, Do you think that you're going to get trash compacted? That's you your fault That's your fault If anything, an ambulance match should be the safest match in WWE history If you lose sure. that match, you are already in the vehicle To get you into your destination
3: Oh no, man, there's there's needles in there. There's scalpels. There's there's the EKG machines. It's I'm just saying, if there. a
1: proper licensed driver is behind the wheel, you're getting to a hospital pretty safely. When the damn hell is there a proper licensed
3: driver for any of these vehicles?
1: I WWE needs questioning on that one. <laughs> I would love, I would love to see an ambulance match where someone loses and then a licensed technician is like, well, a technician. Uh licensed paramedic (laughs) is like, well, off to the hospital. See you guys later. Yeah, I mean uh, he obviously is in need of medical assistance. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh yeah, it's just so dumb. So yeah, Reigns lost the match. Reigns lost the match. I keep going back to that because it's such an insane fact. That like, here's the thing. I would argue the storyline's okay if Reigns had been getting tortured for two months. Rains had been getting tor- absolutely tortured. You know, let's say Rain's dad died, and then Braun Strowman chained his dad's casket up to a police vehicle and carted it off. And then Roman won the match and was like, no, I'm not done with him. That would make sense. That that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is losing a match, getting all pissy, <laughs> and then being like, nah, I, I'm not losing this match. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna try to kill the motherfucker who just beat me. That's constantly,
3: seems... constantly the biggest heel in WWE is their biggest guy that they're pushing to be the biggest face. And it's just it's it's insane to me.
1: Consistently, it is beautiful.
3: Um, hey man, you know your wife? That's a cool cake. Let me just shove her face into that cake real quick. I'm a good guy, Roman Reigns.
1: Uh and my favorite part about this. Is a, another one where, for some odd reason, you know Roman, you know, loses this but wins the war. He gets his title match along with Braun Strowman and everyone. Uh, and at SummerSlam, they have the Fatal Four Way uh, between him, Strowman, Lesnar, who is a champion, and Joe. And Reigns ate the pin for it. so Reigns didn't even win the title then. Lesnar beat him. It was didn't crazy.
3: even get big show. Didn't even get the big show outcome.
1: And he didn't. Even, and you know what? He didn't even try to kill Lesnar. This is, yeah, dude, he hasn't tried to kill Lesnar at all. Lesnar, Lesnar has tortured this dude, and he's just like, yeah, I can beat him. Strowman messes with him for a month, and he's like, you know what would be cool? Murder. That's that's the effect Braun Strowman has on I mean, this community. Braun
3: Strowman's done a million times worse to Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens has never come that close to doing anything of the sort to, to Braun Strowman.
1: But again, in the context of a match. Oh, shut the Fuck up, James! No, no. Hey, let's. Hey, if I'm doing this top five for uh, K. No, Prime, no,
3: no. The the car that was, after a match that car was flipped over after a match. Kevin Owens was was. Oh, was, I'm
1: sorry. Destruction of property. That's what you want was, to put on this list. Kevin Simple, Owens was
3: thrown, thrown off of a stage in a porta potty.
1: Okay, great. So, so one episode assault and battery, and one episode he did destruction of property. I'm sorry. Nowhere near close to attempted murder. If I'm we're doing saying. a top five listing I'm of K-Fabe crimes, we're going to go heavy with it. We're not going with these late misdemeanors. Well, not misdemeanors. Assault and battery is an actual crime, but still.
3: Um, I think maybe Chubby Chubby should have maybe possibly made this list.
1: Uh, no, but nothing happened, though.
3: That's true. That was
1: attempted. If they did it, you sure as hell that, that would have definitely <laughs> Cutting off a cutting off someone's limb, yes, A porn star's limb, yeah, definitely, definitely would have made this list. However, uh, saved by a guy who had his own dick chopped off, which is just—I <laughs> I wonder if that happened in '99 too. Dude, what, <laughs> what have we been watching? What have we been watching? Wait, I need you to f- do some filler talk for a second because I'm going to be typing this in.
3: It's, it's, it's this insane thing where people just go on and on about how oh I want Attitude Era to come back. These are yeah. the, the, the we uh, talked about the Attitude Era.
1: Uh, John Wayne Bob had saved Val Venus in 98? 1998. Yeah, yeah. So not not added into the most insane <laughs> WWE history. Uh, Jesus.
3: But uh, I mean, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like we want to talk about the past again. And we, one better way to do that is than to get into number two.
1: Go back into the time machine. Um, if you haven't guessed yet, we are going back to 1999 because everything bad happened then. I, I I don't know what was going on in that year. but uh,
3: big, Boss Man, big Boss Man was having a big year, though. We, that much.
1: We're back at Big Boss Man, and Big Boss Man – if you thought him stealing a corpse from a funeral was bad, just imagine you have a puppy and that puppy, you know, you love. And then he st- this oh, guy steals no. this puppy.
3: Oh, he steals
1: no. the puppy. He sure uh, does. And then he's like, hey, you want it back? You should come to my hotel room and I'll give it back he to you did. there.
3: He, he sure said that.
1: So then you go to the hotel room to pick the puppy up. Uh, and by the way, this hotel room's like a Ramada Inn or something. It had yeah, of it, it, was. It, it had like a room service up, but it was like a double bed Ramada Inn. It was real great. Um, essentially, he's like, "Hey, before I give you back your dog, you should have a light dinner with me. Let's have let's have some din din." Uh, proceeds to put. He's got this rooms weird room service setup. Uh, he puts a bunch of lo mein on your plate and just pretty much like weirdly tells you to eat it. Uh, You proceed to eat it. Uh, And then he's like, oh, you like that? Do you like the flavor? Try not to get a paw in your mouth. That's your dog. Oh. So the the big boss man in 1999, to be specific, on the second Smackdown of all time, not of all time, the second Smackdown ever, they had one episode and then they let off with this. Oh, Uh, no. Big boss man coaxes Al Snow over to return <coughs> his Chihuahua pepper. Uh, and then I,
3: I, before you continue, I would just like to say that I'm a, I'm as upset as everybody else listening to this. <laughs> I'm just it's go on, James.
1: What a beautifully insane storyline. Uh essentially tells Al like he feeds him this lomain and then is like, Yeah, my uncle has a restaurant. By the way, we chopped up your dog and you're consuming it right now. Uh, Al Snow very understandably starts puking. Uh, to which Big Show, uh, Big Show, Jesus, uh, Big Boss Man starts beating him with a nightstick. <laughs> just mercilessly beating him with a nightstick. And then he shoves his face in the low mane and he's like, You're going to have more of this. I demand it. Uh, it's not even the- something of
3: the bushwhackers <laughs> would have ever done. No. I'm just going to throw it out there.
1: All the while yelling at him. I told the mutt if she bit me again I was sending it straight to hell. You know, things that you yell at animals. <laughs> I I'm trying to go through this without laughing, but it's the most beautifully insane storyline. Um Big, Big boss, boss man, man Big Bossman after a boss? Yeah, no, complete monster. Um after abusing El Snow proceeds to eat a piece of the meat, look in the camera and go, tastes like chicken. Which is just the most beautiful line you could do when, like, Kfabe killing a dog and consuming it, I guess. Like, it
3: just, like, steps away from saying, like, yelling, like, where's the beef? Like, why not? Just tastes like chicken.
1: And then he picks up the hardcore title, raises it, and goes, no, that's hardcore. This is all for the hardcore championship. This I mean, was a hardcore a presi- championship pres- story. It's a
3: prestigious title, what? so I I, I understand uh, the why it's so important. So very prestigious.
1: Title matches for the past like 10 years have strictly been getting the, okay, I want to fight you for this championship. And <laughs> back then it was, I want a title match, a hardcore title match. I'm going to steal your dog and then kill it and make you eat it. Nineteen ninety nine was a weird year. Everyone, it was a yeah, very a, weird year. Yeah, um,
3: there's a I mean,
1: whew. the only silver lining to any of this uh, was that Unforgiven nineteen ninety nine the payoff uh, was the Kennel from Hell match. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! They they kayfabe killed a dog for a kennel the kennel and hell match. Uh, which just had a bunch of docile dogs running around the ring. Uh, the ref was Brooklyn brawler for whatever reason. <laughs> 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 Everything about the storyline is fucking insanity. Oh. I, in revisiting it, it was something I obviously going into this list. I knew number one and two immediately, uh, and then three, four, five. I kind of fleshed out as I went through, um, but. Knowing this was at number two, I wanted to revisit as much of it as I could. And I forgot how fucking ridiculous all of it was. Uh, But especially, and this, by the way, 1999, this is mere months before he stole a corpse. This is before the corpse. Wow. This is episode two. The corpse was episode 12. He was leading
3: up to it. So, I mean, he was just leading up to the situation.
1: This is insane. And spoiler alert, number one is going to give some insight as to why Big Boss Man possibly snapped. Um,
3: so but, are, are, are you ready to move on
1: from this no, no, monster storyline? No, 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 no. Well, we're not, we are not. could go to number one because we're still talking about Boss Man. But how about this? We'll go to number one. But first, I want to talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, two honorable mentions and a dishonorable mention, if I may as well.
0: All
1: right. And go into this. So, number two, before we do that, number two, uh, just to summarize it uh, Big Boss Man, uh, animal abuse, psychological torture. Can you, (laughs) is torture a felony? I don't know. I haven't read any books. I I don't Uh, know, man. Who knows? That's his rap (sighs) sheet. So, we can add that to disorderly conduct, desecration of a corpse, and theft. (laughs) 1999 was a wildin year for Big Boss Man.
3: Also, this is like Big Boss Man like post like this is like the 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 twilight this is like the later years of his career. This is where it's just yeah. winding down.
1: Wow. It's a- absolutely bonkers. Uh so before we get into number 1, uh some honorable mentions and one oh, dishonorable people. mention.
3: Every, everyone's always running around saying PC is not human. Big Boss Man was not human. He was a fucking monster.
1: Well, I mean PCO is still alive, so yeah. I'm just saying. They're, they would have been like the same age or something. They,
3: I can imagine the big bossman having the same career as PCO. The same that PCO. is weird
1: though, right? Um, yeah. So honorable mentions, number one, uh, I would be uh, remiss not to bring up the complete destruction of a supermarket um, <laughs> at, the, at the hands of Booker T and Stonewall. <laughs> just an entire supermarket during functioning um, hours,
3: destroyed. Um, out, that- out, out Bakersfield, California, uh, my friend Chris is no longer with us. He told me about uh, driving past that market, and uh, and he, one day he texted me, he's like, "It's no long, it's no longer in service. They they closed down. They closed down the market. Finally." I mean,
1: it's a national oh. landmark at this point. How yeah. can you kind of run a business out of it?
3: I really wanted to go in there and just have wrestling matches.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to, uh, it's hard to put into words how great that entire segment that is, you know, we touched upon it a little bit uh, last episode with the six man tag match uh, about shield versus Wyatt's of like what you show people to get people into wrestling. Uh, This is one of those segments.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I I agree. I agree. If you
1: want to know how batshit crazy wrestling is, uh, Booker T and (coughs) Boston fighting in a full supermarket with full reign over what to use and destroy, perfection.
3: Uh, and then be like, hey, you know that, you know that thing I showed you? Well, uh, like almost 20 years later, people were like, oh, I guess you didn't notice uh Burger dick in that. And people were like, no, it didn't happen. Because it definitely did not happen. His dick doesn't just slip out of his pants.
1: I, remember, remember I that was never heard happened. this.
3: You never heard that last year it was going around? And people were like, come on. Look it up right now. Booker T Jake, come out of pants in <laughs> the supermarket brawl.
1: Let, uh, God, I, There's, oh, I, I'm not typing this into Google right now. This is not here happening. you are. This is not. But, this is honorable mentions. I'm not doing the dishonorable thing of typing that in.
3: But it was something that people were arguing about for a while there. Um, and it was, it was to the point where I even... Damn, my damn me for doing this. I slowed down the video while watching it just to be certain. And uh, no, no, dick out. I, I form, firmly, firmly uh, feel that there was no dicks out for Rambi at that moment.
1: No, no. Um, so that one's on the honorable mention list. Um, honorable mention. Um, who could forget? Uh, from October 2003 uh, to Armageddon 2004. He had to fill in the real life. He had to be written off TV for writing uh, the Marine. Um, but in kayfabe, Carlito and Jesus stabbed Cena in a nightclub.
3: Holy shit. A
1: Holy lot shit. of people forget John Cena in a storyline. Got stabbed. Uh, and then he filmed Jeez. the Marine and he was fine. But the excuse was he got stabbed literally in the kidney and the doctors were working around the clock to save John Cena's kidney. And when he came back, uh, Jesus just punched him in the kidney a whole bunch. So that happened. (laughs) Um, uh, Honorable mention. If the things on this list were not, uh, not enough, it it was something where it was like, it was too new and I loved one through five so much that I couldn't add it. Um, But we got, We got to add Eddie Kingston driving over a child on Impact Wrestling. (laughs) Uh, We got to remember, like, attempted vehicular manslaughter there. But the Austin one was more important. He did live. That's why I said attempted vehicular manslaughter. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Uh, But again, the Austin one, more important.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, And then a dishonorable mention, because I want to kind of chastise some people for it because they – They hold it in regards as like the largest crime, but I actually don't think it's that heart heavy of a crime uh, because home invasions happen all the time and they're not that big. Talk about about DDP. No, no. We're talking about Austin on Brian Pillman.
3: Oh yeah. Okay.
1: A lot of people bring up their leg. Oh no, no, no. He got a gun pulled on him. Brian Pillman had a gun in his own home. Now licensed or not, I feel like that is a passable thing. He was protecting his home and his family. Austin, to me, that crime is just a home invasion, uh, and that gets looped in with every other home invasion angle we've had. Uh, so so, many, I, so many. I feel he like must. people, if people listen to this, they'll complain that Austin and Pillman wasn't on it, and honestly, I don't feel it warrants it. That, you know what?
3: Also, I got to say, home invasions happen a little too often on WWE. Mine, one might say, Very much too often, and uh, maybe one was enough. Maybe one was enough, guys.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a funny thing. Again, going back to Paige being like the most despicable crime in WWE history, he didn't enter the house, he rang a doorbell and was like, Daddy's home, and that that was it.
3: I think, I think actually, the line of saying Daddy's home was the most despicable crime. (laughs) (laughs) That that was
1: perfection. That was such a great, it was
3: great. Um, Daddy's home.
1: But yeah, no, like obviously, again, going through this list, uh, we've gone through, you know, let's let's recap the list before we get to number one right now because number one, number one's big. Uh, so we got Big Boss Man, disorderly conduct, uh, disorderly conduct, desecration of a corpse, uh, Rikishi, attempted vehicular manslaughter. We have Roman Reigns with attempted murder. Uh, and number two, Big Boss Man, animal abuse, psychological torture. At number one, Guess what? We're sticking here, in 1999, because fuck it. This year was wild and out. What the hell? Uh, and guess who it features? Our friend, uh, the big boss man. And as Kevin uh, point- pointed at the beginning of the episode, he gets his comeuppance. But this actually happened before anything. This might have been the catalyst. As That's to true. What the a good point. Yeah. Boss man. Um, and I don't know. I labeled this as murder. I feel it's the only label it could be given because yeah. <laughs> for what happened yeah. in the context of that scenario, it was murder. <laughs> and he was yeah. kind of reborn and it was fine. Uh but we're going back to WrestleMania 15, if you have not figured it out yet. It is worth watching. Because so to pretty much summarize it all, if you're not familiar with that point in history. Uh, The Undertaker lost a casket match at one point, and he came back as, like, ultra-goth Undertaker. And it was him, and he had his ministry, and they just abducted people and did weird experiments, and it was fucking crazy.
3: I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be real with you. One of my favorite Undertakers.
1: It, it, honestly, my favorite, because it was the only Undertaker <laughs> scary that actually hell, scared dude. me.
3: Scary, legitimately terrifying. It was like, just a, doing Doing sacrifices on people at yeah. the time, it's... It's bizarre. It's
1: so He good. would just tie people to a cross and then light the cross on fire and then just be like, I don't give a shit anymore. Um, I believe like his entrance music right. was like the typical Undertaker music, but only with his voice at the beginning being like, give your soul to the Dark Lord. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> no. Um, everything about his character was just, su- I'm pretty sure he had an eyebrow piercing too at the time. Which is also like, sure as hell, dude. What is
3: happening? What is happening? He he was that goth.
1: Yeah, he was ultra goth Undertaker, and it was perfect.
3: Very much Um, into the new metal. Loved saliva.
1: This is before, uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the imagery of Stone Cold Steve Austin saving Stephanie McMahon from the Undertaker cross. This is before that. Undertaker has just started his I'm going to fucking murder Stephanie thing. (laughs) which is a, just a great storyline in its own right. Very, very adorable. Um, Mr. McMahon, understandably is like losing it uh, and is now putting undertaker in all these weird ass matches. He does an inferno match on raw to which he does commentary and casually mentions that. Oh, by the way, at WrestleMania 15 undertaker is going to have to survive a hell in a cell match. The fifth hell in a cell match ever against the big boss man. Cause you know, <laughs> that's a task. <laughs> yeah. So we get to WrestleMania 15. Uh, this match goes on with no fanfare. Did you rewatch the match for this or just highlights?
3: I just highlights of the of the match. I don't recall. I, oh. I, I don't recall because uh, I feel like it was almost along the lines of the the production that they gave Bray Wyatt, Undertaker, being how that was in the daytime and like how it really didn't have too much to go with it.
1: It was, a, it was weird because it was a Hell in a Cell match, but it went off with like no fanfare, even for a mania. Right. Uh, they came down. They did the match. Like they were doing the match. No one gave a shit. It was very much like, oh, there's a Big Boss Man Undertaker match going on. Great. Okay, that I guess that works. Um, this goes on. Uh, Big Boss Man handcuffs Taker to the cell. No one gives a shit still. Taker, Tombstone, Boss Man. Everyone gets up a little bit for that, because it's Taker tombstoning someone. Hell yeah. Uh, and the match is over. The bell rings. Again, <sighs> this is important in the context of my... <laughs> the bell has rung. If the bell has match rung. The match is over. The match is over. This is... Uh, we are going into crime territory here. Crime territory. Uh, Undertaker looks up into the sky post-match. Uh, the brood, Edge <laughs> Christian and Gangrel descend from the ceiling um, to bring up negative stuff. Owen Hart was still alive, so you could do shit like that. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm spouting facts here. Uh, They proceed to tear part of the cage open and drop a noose through it. And you start to see the fans wake up a little bit.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) The fans are like, what are they doing? And then this rope lands in the middle of the ring, and Undertaker picks it up, and you can very plainly see it's a noose. And everyone immediately is like, this can be problematic very quickly.
3: They're not going to do the thing, right? They're they're yeah. not going to do what you they're do with that. They're right?
1: certainly not going to hang someone live. That would these be th- ridiculous.
3: These three vampires and just toss a noose to this dark lord to hang a man. They're, 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 nah, that's impossible. Um. <laughs>
1: Off of that, uh, the brood go back into the ceiling because, again, you could. Uh, it was 99. 99 had no rules.
3: They were also vampires, so it's fine.
1: They are vampires. It was fine. Uh, they go back there. It cuts to Paul Bearer, who starts raising the cage. Um, mm-hmm. It's at this point where they have the big boss man character wake up, and he is understandably a bit worried about the thing that's about to happen. Um the cage lifts him off the ground and he proceeds to kfab hang they rigged something to his back uh, they rigged something to his back so you could very obviously it was a very uncomfortable like the, I'm doing it right now like people could actually see it Uh big <laughs> man, like, oh, you can all see this right uh the you big see boss- him
3: hunching over.
1: Bossman's man's shoulders were like very hunched and his neck was clenched down um there was something on his back that was like holding it up so the noose was like he was getting lifted and the noose wasn't actually like tightening uh but like he sold it well and did a lot of flailing and then just suddenly stopped uh and he stopped and was just hanging there limp in the middle of the ring for a while but facing away from hard camera and then Undertaker does the very polite thing of spinning him for hard camera, which I laughed out loud for a good five minutes.
3: Hey man, I you got, you got, you got to know the business. You got to, got to play to the camera.
1: Um, it's at this point in the match where Michael Cole is kind of figuring out how weird everything looks and just starts yelling. Is it symbolic? <laughs> 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 like, like, Oh, it's imagery. It's imagery. That's bad. Like this is supposed to be a message. Which the only message that was really being conveyed was, "We will murder you if you cross us." Which good message, I guess. Good, great message. Uh, I, I, I buy it. Uh, but again, for though, again, in the world of kayfabe, this was watching a live murder. Um, there is nothing about it like no one got saved. No one came down and like cut the rope and was like, "Oh, he's okay. Everything's cool. Don't worry, kids." No, they hung him in ring. They hung him in ring. He was up there. How long would you say before the camera cut? Two minutes?
3: Too long. I mean, Two, they,
1: three minutes.
3: If this was if this was now and it was them trying to get Roman over real quick, it'd be it would have been cut like uh, ninety seconds earlier.
1: <laughs> I so this is a good time to bring up because, like I said, we're still going to be talking about Boss Man for a second. Um, Big Boss Man had the wildest. I, this is not talked about enough, and I don't know why. Big Boss Man easily had the wildest year in WWE history. Yeah. By far. That is that is all one year. We we have talked about three things, only three things right now <laughs> that happened in the course of one year where he murdered an animal, he stole a corpse, and he was hanged on live TV. Wait, who else has this track record?
3: Um... No one who else, I don't, has, I can't. who else
1: has close to that track record?
3: I can't think of anything like there's no, no one like, nothing no that one. I
1: think no one comes close to like you you go to the weird character like people forget big boss man was the head of corporate security that was his role. <laughs> his role was literally a glorified security guard uh and that's what he did. the weird character like Papa Shango at most made, like, black liquid fall out of someone's hair. And that was, like, the extent of his shit. Um, big Boss scary, man, man literally was murdered. So,
3: <laughs> so Came like, back to life and came, was like, I'm going to just ruin people's
1: lives. And here's the thing. Maybe I'm wrong, and this is why I address this as number one. And to be honest, I researched as we- as best as I could for the time that I had. Uh, what that means is, I skimmed through the raws. I don't think they ever explained him being back. It was kind of like Undertaker coming back from a casket match of like, yeah, he was dead, and then <laughs> and then he's, he's just, you know, he's like, they're like, oh, he returned, and it was like, oh, cool. I guess death <laughs> like has very minimal value here. Um, well, I
3: mean, I mean, when it comes to Undertaker, it's a little bit more. You could, you could be like, oh, he's the dead man. He is a zombie. He, uh, he's he's constantly dead and re- coming back to life. That's The Undertaker. That's The Undertaker for you. Yeah. There's The Undertaker dead again and coming back to life. Oh, doing all those crazy Undertaker yep. things.
1: And that's a creepy mortician uh, afterlife character. And the only other person who's come back from the dead is a prison guard from Cobb County, Georgia.
3: Man, I mean... Ray Trailer, we salute you, man.
1: Oh, God. I, that is gone too soon by far. Um, I Reddit- honestly, I mean, given like,
3: if people would just like, if I firmly believe that if this episode came out and Ray Trailer was still alive and people were like, oh, man, have you heard that thing about where they're just talking about how 1999 was the craziest year because of this crazy bastard, big boss man? He'd be like, Oh, I see what PCO is doing. And he would him and PCO would be monsters together.
1: I wish Boss Man was still like, cause in in researching all this, I couldn't help but to think, like, I wish Big Boss Man was still alive so someone could talk to him just to get like a play by play of like, yo, January 1st to December 31st, 1999, What the fuck was going on? Was there a writer you were friends with that was like, hey, what do you want to be? The most insane heel in WWE history. Is that what you want? And He's he like, like, look.
3: Yeah. He'd be like, look. Me and the boys, we had our last case of Quaaludes in the back, and we we're just popping them, and it was crazy. We we're just having a good old time, and they were like, hey, you want to drag a carcass around a, a funeral? Cool. You want you you want
1: to you want to get hung? Cool, man. Let's do this. Cause that's a, we joke about writing staffs and all that fun stuff. And you know, that's fine. You know, they, they do a, uh, lower quality job from time to time. God bless them. You know, they work their tails off and Vince edits everything. So, you know, you can only do so much. Um, but someone, someone in 1999, and I would love to know who pushed the fuck out of big boss man being the most despicable heel in WWE history. (laughs) And then just kind of gave up on it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just like, it was like,
1: all right, we had that year. Let's, just, let's Well, just we tried. It wasn't getting over. And it was like, oh, because you made him like a SWAT team character, even though he was like corporate security. It was very it, very, it was so weird. It was so, I love it. I, like I said, I really, there's a part of me that this episode is convinced. I need to go back and watch all of 1999.
3: Uh, because- I have to say, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, like, uh, as we were kind of saying, I was saying in jest earlier in regards to the hardcore title, but at the same time, like, I liked what the hardcore championship did to certain characters. Big Boss Man, Hardcore Holly, these guys were like just different levels of what their characters ever could have been and just became insane people. Oh, and yeah. it was just like, it was really, I, I really enjoyed both of those characters a lot. Uh, during the hardcore title reign, because they were just like, "Oh, this is we just." They were just guys that were like, "I get to beat people up, beat the shit out people with weapons." Hell yeah!
1: And then occasionally would take it to killing an animal. You know,
3: the uh, next logical
1: extreme.
3: Again, I don't want to talk about that part. Uh, we could just, uh, we just. I think we, we just move on from that.
1: Hey, kayfabe crimes, man. So I, that that's the list. Uh, obviously, nineteen ninety nine heavy. Here's the thing, I, what I did, uh none, I don't want to say, there was definitely research involved, but I didn't research post, essentially listing every event I considered a high quality kayfabe crime, and listed them all out, and then I made the top five, which was the top five that you just heard, and then I started doing research on them and realized four of those things were in 1999, and I was blown away, because I was like, there's no way all this happened in one year. That no way, and it did. It's just insane, like that. Fucking ridiculous.
3: It really just blew our minds when we realized that 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 was the year of the big boss man, which is just so crazy. Like it's just so wild to if think about. Take,
1: take away from this: 1999, the year of the big boss man. Uh, I want to do more boss man centric stuff in the future <laughs> because Jesus Christ, this was a doozy. Um,
3: if and, if you have a kayfabe crime out there again after the bell is rung. It's now a crime. Let us know. We would love to discuss them yeah. with you.
1: Did I, did I miss any? Did did we miss any on this episode? I feel, again, the rules. For, my rules for kayfabe crime are generally, uh, if it happens between a bell, not a crime. It is part of the match. Um, or slightly after the match in the context of a post-match beatdown is already occurring. Uh, say an example, like if you are a heel and you use underhanded tactics to gain the advantage and they disqualify you, but you keep beating the guy down. I consider that part of the match. Uh, but obviously with the, in regards to Roman and Stroman, uh, if the bell rings and you lost and then you decide to get revenge, no, that's a crime. Uh, but yeah, kayfabe crime, not between bells and then actual crime. None of this home invasion shit. Did we miss any? Maybe we did. Maybe I missed some. I don't think that. I don't think I did, though. Kevin, how do you think I did?
3: I I, I looked at the list and I was I was so pleasantly, uh, horrifically, <laughs> uh, just elated to be able to do this episode. I w- ha- I was busy at work all day. Uh, I was I was looking so forward to being able to discuss this list, especially looking at the list and seeing. Big boss man's name three so times. So many
1: times.
3: <laughs> um, it's <was> <laughs> so unreal, many. and uh, it's I I really like the list a lot. Um, but again, if you if you feel there's other ones that you know tickle that that scratch that itch, tickle that fancy, let us know, and uh, we will f- feel free to discuss.
1: And and also to put it out there, I mean, this week uh, I wanted to do this very obviously because you know page brought up the fact that you know what Samojo did was a crime and i was like most certainly not um, <laughs> minor trend that's a warning at best um but going forward in the future if you're listening to this you're listening to the full episode uh we want to start doing user episodes we want to start taking suggestions for shit you want to hear and we'll do top fives for them i don't care any just about any wrestling subject um just about i feel like we have to preface it with that because otherwise, sure dark territories, not good.
3: But and uh, James, if when people want to discuss that with you, pitch some ideas, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You want to pitch some ideas to me? You can do it at Chill Hartman. That's multi-platform. Just type it into the Google machine; it's there. You can find me, Kevin. Yourself? Where where can people harass you?
3: Much like uh, James over here, you guys could find me at Kevin Gets Cross platform. Uh, across the platform across the universe like the beatles musical movie um you could uh, hang out with me in some strawberry fields i have no idea what i'm saying right now you Go are
1: having a stroke
3: <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's discuss these things
1: as always thank you for listening uh there's definitely been a few people who i didn't realize were listening to the podcast who are now listening which is awesome because there's been more feedback which is kind of wacky but hell yeah if this is gaining any sort of traction, fuck it, I'm in. So, good times. Uh, for Kevin Silva and myself, thank you again for listening. Enjoy your day, night, whenever you're listening. Fuck it. Au revoir. Stay
0: that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, from negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you gotta play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway Card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.